Yo, today's QOD is being afraid to risk keeps us lonely. Here we go. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Leo Buscalia back on the show. Always a good time we have him on. Today he's talking about choosing joy and how we make that choice so complicated on ourselves and how when we won't risk being joyful and we won't risk being vulnerable or intimate, we tend to find ourselves lonely. Here's Leo. I'd like to share with you for the remaining time this evening uh, some of the things that I've learned and feel strongly about in terms of what I call the intimate you. Your ability and my ability to bring people into our lives and to hold them there. You know, in in love class once, um, I, I made the comment that the alternative to intimacy and relationships was loneliness, despair, aloneness, impotence, death. And I said, why do so many of us select those as alternatives when we could select joy? And we went around and shared these, and I want to share with you just a few responses to that, because I think in them, if you are truly human, you're going to find a response that belongs to you and that maybe makes you reticent to make any kind of advance toward bringing people in your life. You know, I'm always amazed at how simple it is and yet how complicated we make it. I'm one of those crazy idiots that walks down the street and says hello to everybody. You should hear the responses I get. You know, I walk down the campus, I say hi. And some people, most often, by the way, they'll answer sort of strangely, hi. And then they'll wonder, who the hell is he, you know? (laughs) Or sometimes, and I've gotten it, and don't you believe I haven't, they'll turn around and say, do I know you? And I'll say, no, but isn't it nice? Wouldn't it be great if we did? And some of them say, no, it wouldn't. (laughs) And you know, they have a right to do that. I'm not laying my trip on anybody. If I go around and say, hello, how are you? I'm doing my thing. If you decide not to answer, you're doing yours. And if I'm really a lover, I'm going to allow you to do it. But I have a trick up my sleeve. You know, it's a marvelous defense mechanism. After they've rejected me, instead of going completely to pieces, I think to myself, oh, what a pity they don't want to know me because I'm so nice. And so, I'm going to give them another chance. And when I see them the next time on campus, I walk over and say, Hi, I'm the one you didn't know. (laughs) They sometimes smile and, you know, just sort of, uh, people don't know how to handle even hellos. Compliments, my goodness. You know, you spent hours making yourself gorgeous. And somebody says, how beautiful you look. That's a lovely outfit. And you say, oh, it's just an old rag. (laughs) 
You know, a lot of you say, you bet your life I've been in that damn bathroom for three hours. People are amazing. I just love them. You know, I, I was walking down campus one day, and I saw a beautiful, beautiful young girl. And it was a sunny California day, and she had golden hair, and it was alive like the sun. And I passed her by, and when I had reached 100 yards, I thought to myself, how could you pass by such beauty without commenting? You really should tell her. And I spun around and charged toward her. <laughs> and she saw me coming with this, oh, expression on her face. Really, I could almost see on her lips forming rape. And I saw it and I stopped when I saw that I was frightening her. And from a distance, which was very strange, I said to her, oh, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to tell you that you have such beautiful hair and that billowy and glistening in the sun. It gave me such a magic moment and I was so happy and thank you. And then because I didn't want to really upset her because she had gotten pale by now, I moved slowly away. But a very interesting thing happened. The further I got from her, the less I became threatening, the more she allowed herself to take it in and finally got a big grin on her face. And it finally happened. Being afraid to risk keeps us lonely. But anyway, I want to tell you about what these people said about why they don't want to risk in terms of being intimate. One said, and this is a real common answer, I'm afraid to be hurt. You know, every time I hear a comment like that, I think of William Faulkner's comment in Wild Palms when he said, if I had to choose between pain and nothing, I would always choose pain. Another said, you know, I get bored with relationships right away. As soon as we know each other and the newness vanishes, so does the excitement. Another, people don't want intimacy, just sex. Another, and here's a common one, I'm afraid to let anyone know who I really am, because if they knew, they'd be horrified. Oh, my goodness. Nothing that you are in your secret heart of hearts am I not also. Nothing that you have ever done at your most terrible moments have I not also done. It's always a shock when a person goes to a counselor and gets up all this courage to tell him this monumental thing, this counselor that has heard and heard, and you tell him or her, and they say, yes, and what else? <laughs> and you say, what else? Did you hear what I said? Yes, I heard what you, you said such and such. You mean other people have felt this too? Oh, you bet. And you find that out when you dare to be intimate with someone. And you dare to tell them who you are. And you dare to tell them 
that you are a human person and that you've felt all of the things that a human person feels. And to feel something and to act on something is a very different thing. And it's usually the greatest pain is caused by the things we feel. I don't believe real intimacy is possible. People are just too different. Here's an interesting one. Intimacy always makes me feel insecure and jealous. The deeper I feel about someone, the greater my insecurity and jealousy. So I'd rather just be casual, and then I'll never be pained. I only seem to fight and hurt those people I'm intimate with. So why bother? Every time I form an intimate relationship, I always feel cheated. I always feel there must be more somewhere, and I go looking, and that, that adds guilt to my problems. We all have tremendous needs, but they're such different needs. And trying to fulfill somebody else's needs adds complications to my life, and I have problems enough. And so I choose loneliness, and so I choose isolation, and so I choose a form of death. Relationships are a risk, and they do make demands, and they make demands that you change, and they bring out all kinds of feelings, and they're your greatest single human challenge. But our modern society really doesn't reinforce intimacy. Uh, there are few studies on intimacy in the field, which is shocking. Do you know that one in every four marriages in the United States ends in divorce? Do you know that usual relay casual relationships last approximately two months? You know, the minute you do something that displeases me, it's much easier to say, split, Columbus. You know, take the Santa Maria. George Leonard, wonderful George Leonard says, we can orbit the earth, we can touch the moon, and yet this society has not devised a way for two people to live together for seven straight days without any assurance of harmony. And people like David Viscount, a psychiatrist, in a book called Feel Free, and he's not the only one, makes this statement. Feel free if a relationship becomes dull and sluggish to move out and don't feel guilty because lasting relationships between any two people in our generation are no longer practical. You do your thing and I'll do my thing. If we touch, how nice. If we don't, auf Wiedersehen. There has never been a time when people have needed people so much. All right, that was Leo Buscalia wrapping up the week. His website is buscalia.com. Today's clip comes from an audio program called The Ultimate Leo Buscalia Library, available at audible.com and nightingale.com. I am out of here. You have a fantastic weekend. I will see you on Monday. Peace. Peace.